a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We have a great small business show on KSL Radio every Sunday from 11 a.m. to noon called Mighty Main Street, the faces and places of Utah. We're interviewing our small business owners and organization leaders who are working hard to navigate our current challenges, and they're telling their stories. We can thank Visit Salt Lake and Utah Office of Tourism for providing this small business opportunity because they understand the importance. So we're back with Erin Trenbeth murray and she's just launched a new program, Women Who Lead. She's the Vice President of Success in Education. And the other thing that's neat about this, I'm sure this will be a part of it, but um, you can really help these individuals have internships. I uh, I had a friend the other day that, that outreached to me and said, you know, her granddaughter was looking for an internship, and I was able to uh, to work with her and her sister on that. And so the people that you have on board can easily, if not use them in their own company, be able to, you know, access them and bring them into their own operations. Because internship programs are so important. It's sometimes the first corporate or business or company view experience that these individuals have. And I think that that is one of the things that I really noticed. I have sons that are 18 and 22, and they regularly have opportunities extended to them to be an intern for a company or come help us out or let us give you some experience. And it's often the people they know and the people that we know that 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 happens. And I don't think that that necessarily happens for young women as often as it does for young men. And uh, I'm really pleased that the, the professional women in the organization, I've been getting inundated since our luncheon this week with women offering internship programs. I, um, I've just been so happy to see people say, you know what, I actually could have two or three young women be interns and they'll get to learn professional experiences, they'll get to learn soft skills, they will get to put something on their resume and um, in, in return, the employer will um, have a little assistance. So I think it's going to be a great fit. Well, the other thing, Erin, I think that would make a lot of sense, too, is that we accidentally kind of support one another without thinking about the equity, diversity, and inclusion aspect of it. So if you have a program that's focused on that, you can put forth people of color. You can put forth people on the gender spectrum. You can just you can do many things with this and be intentional about making sure that we are casting a big net. And that's what I think is so cool about this. It's not these aren't meant to be inside jobs when someone calls and says, Hey, you know, can you help my granddaughter or grandson or whatever? We're not intending for that to be the case. But if you have a program that's focused on this and you have this bigger net over it and you're including so many more people, we can really make sure we break through that and make sure that we do bring people into internship programs across the state of Utah that are from all walks of life. I agree. And I think the way you stated it was perfect. I mean, the deliberate, intentional and purposeful approach is just absolutely critical so that we are we're catching the kids that could fall through the gaps. And with my background leading the Head Start program and other um, youth programs, 
for underserved populations is a top, top priority for me. And for Kathy Garf, um, she is our leader, our fearless leader. She's the board chair of the Ken Garf Auto Group. She's the chair of the foundation. And she came to me when this idea was bubbling up, and that was her number one priority is to make sure that I had a game plan for that and has checked in regularly with me on it. I've known Kathy for years. I had a chance to work closely with her when I was with the Bonneville International Broadcast Group, and she is an extraordinary person, um, and Bob was as well. Were you a little bit blown away by the outreach that you got for a seven-week-old program with Women Who Lead? Did it blow you away to see what kind of support you got, like, instantly? Oh, it was ridiculous. Oh, I'll I'll call my friends. I'll have 15 (laughs) or 20 ladies and, you know, we'll chat about it. Oh, no, this, it was, let me introduce you to these two amazing women and let me introduce you to these two amazing women. And it went to 86 women in that short period of time. And it's still every single morning I have emails from people introducing me to a judge, to a doctor, to to a philanthropist, to someone who's been the president of their school community council and their PTA, and they're just a go-getter in their community. So it really told me that this resonates with all women. It just is such an important message to grow confidence and leadership skills in girls. And it does not matter what your background is or what you do. It was a very common theme that all the ladies rallied around instantly. So yeah, it really did blow me away. I'm thrilled for you. And it doesn't surprise me, Erin, because you're a real player in this area, and we're really fortunate to have you leading the charge with this. And I've started programs in the past. It's not easy to start programs. But with the support of Success in Education, the GARFs, with Rick by your side, uh, you're going to be, this is going to be wildly successful. That's why you're launching the way you are. With your connections, your experience, their support, and their connections, this is just blue skies as far as I'm concerned. Well, I, I thank you. That's very kind of you. I, I just, I think that it really is just the cause. It's, it has not been a difficult sell. I talk to these ladies. I'm on the Zoom with them for maybe five minutes, and they're like, I'm in. I'm 100% in. Count me in. And so I really haven't had to do very much except for tell them that we're trying, that we're putting this together and to give me a little grace that uh, we're building this plane as, as we fly it. And everyone has a really strong kind of entrepreneurial spirit, and they're they're just energized. You know, we had our luncheon this week, our founders' luncheon, and there were 70 women on the call. And I think there were five that didn't have cameras on because they were probably in commute. But anyone who's familiar with Zoom knows that is pretty unusual. I mean, everyone was engaging and had their cameras on. So I knew that they were super excited about this. Congratulations to your success, and it's going to continue to grow because we're networkers, and so people are going to be telling other people, you've got to be a part of this. You know what I look forward to is um, I look forward to this summer or even fall when everybody can get together and everybody can see the power of a Kathy Garf and you in person, Aaron, and, and, and have people meet each other face-to-face. I, I, you know, I see that in the future, and that's going to be really exciting. That is going to be so fun. We're planning a, a gaming event for girls with Wildworks Studios called Girls Game On. That's leading girls into computer science and having workshops on, on building video games that are directed towards females. And then in September, our fall event is going to be held at OC Tanner, and it's called Diamonds on Ice. And it's going to be our little soiree to raise funds for tuition 
um, for scholarships for girls. So I'm really looking forward to those two events. Absolutely. Well, Erin, thank you so much for joining me. It's uh, I'm really proud of you. I'm proud of the work you're doing, and you're absolutely perfect for this. So congratulations. And you, I know that the website's being built right now because, as you say, you're uh, changing the oil on the airplane as you're flying along. Yeah. And so do you have a just an idea, a website I idea? Do. Okay. I do. So it is www.womenwholead.org, and we should have that up, I would say, within a few weeks. There's a landing page right now, and then we do have an Insta account, WWL Utah. And certainly, they're welcome to reach out, uh, Success in Education, um, to contact me if anyone is interested in learning more. Well, thank you so much, Erin Trinbeth Murray, and she is with Women. She's with actually Vice President of Success in Education, and she just launched Women Who Lead. All the best to you, Erin. I can't wait to get on board and get more involved. This is going to be very exciting, and, and to watch your extraordinary success. Oh, Chris, you're the best. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to our Mighty Main Street show, The Faces and Places of Utah. You can find us on the podcast page of KSONewsRadio.com. I'm Chris Redgrave, host of Mighty Main Street. Join us again next Sunday to hear more from our business community, from 11 a.m. to noon on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.